Good morning, everyone. Happy Tuesday and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern time Overuse anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Amy G and I'm recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Tuesday, April 18th, 2023. Today we are reading in the big book. We are in the chapter into action and we are on page 75, the third paragraph, starting with returning home. We find a place where we can be quiet for an hour, going through that one paragraph only. Today's readers are, and thank you to Team Tuesday, Nancy R, Heidi B, Barb W, Alice A on the 12 steps, Nancy C on the traditions, uh, newcomer greeter Chris G, and host for the second awesome unrecorded hour, Ken WH. The reference numbers for yesterday, Monday, April 17th, 7 a.m., 20,167. That's 20167. For the 10 a.m. meeting yesterday, 20,168. That's 20168. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Alice A. to read the 12 steps. Please go ahead, Alice. Thank you. This is Alice A., compulsive eater from Alabama. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 
11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service. Thank you so much, Alice. Okay, now I'm going to ask Nancy C. to read the 12 traditions. Please go ahead, Nancy. Thank you, and Amy. Nancy C., recovering in Ann Arbor, Michigan this morning. The 12 traditions. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every, o, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Pass. Uh, Thank you so much, Nancy C. All right, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only, please. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the big book. We are in the chapter into action, page 75, the third paragraph, and I'm going to ask Nancy R. to get us started. Go ahead, Nancy, can't wait. Good morning, Nancy R. from Northwest Illinois, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. 
Returning home, we find a place where we can be quiet for an hour, carefully reviewing what we have done. We thank God from the bottom of our heart that we know him better. Taking this book down from our shelf, we turn to the page, which contains the 12 steps. Carefully reading the first five proposals, we ask if we have omitted anything, for we are building an ark through which we shall walk a free man at last. Is our work solid so far? Are the stones properly in place? Have we skimped on the cement put into the foundation? Have we tried to make mortar without sand? Um, So when I um, was going through the uh, 12 steps in the big book with a um, recovered um, sponsor that I met uh, at this meeting, um, that was the first time that I'm thankful that uh, that sponsor pointed this out after I gave her my fifth step. And I had, I was surprised. <laughs> I was like, oh, now, now I thought I was done. Now, now I'm going to sit here for an hour with God. And an hour seems like a lot of time. And so I felt some anxiety, some fear. And it was um, the best thing to do because I'm like, okay, check this step. All right, spiritual awakening, come on, I'm ready. And let's move on with my life. And um, to spend an hour to just surrender to that amount of time. And be quiet and reviewing what work I had done so far. Praising my higher power, thanking my higher power from the bottom of my heart that I have a better relationship. And that relationship continues to strengthen and grow as I continue to work these steps every day. And then there's an action in here um, during this hour. Taking the book and turning to the page which contains the 12 steps. Carefully reading the first five proposals and asking my hair power if I've omitted anything. So that was what, that was the next, that was part of what I did over that hour. And, um, you know, I had done four steps before, but um, not done this excuse me, this steps before, but not done this critical, I, I believe now, critical step. You know, there's, there's direction here. Um, it's really very specific direction. So I went through the first five proposals and I really slowed down and asked God, you know, am I really, do I really know that I'm powerless over food and that my life is unmanageable? Yeah. Do I really believe that a power greater than myself can restore me to sanity? I've experienced it, and I once again believe. Have I really made a decision to turn my will and life over to the care of God as I understand Him? Like to just sit in, in quiet time and listen and see what God has for me. How was my searching for his moral inventory? What did I leave out? God, please open my eyes. 
and my heart and my mind to what whatever else you have for me and have I truly admitted all those things that I found in my inventory to you higher power to myself and to the person I am doing my fifth step with like to take the time carefully reading the first five proposals and asking if we've omitted anything it was a wonderful experience so I'm very grateful for this paragraph thanks thank you so much Nancy R for getting us started and although we do value your experience strength and hope if you have shared in the last couple of days namely Monday or Friday we ask that you uh, step aside so that others could share their experience, strength, and hope as well today. So who would like to share on what was read? Melissa H. Jen H. Karen K. Larry K. Rivka R. in Baltimore. Larry K. Rivka R. Rasa O. Rasa O. Lisa N. Lisa N. Okay, we're going to stop there. I've got Melissa C, Jen H, Karen K, Larry K, Rivka R, Vasa O, Lisa N. Did I miss someone at the beginning when Melissa came in? Or was that Jen? Yeah. Peggy H. Ah, Peggy. There we go. Wanda R. Wanda R. Wanda R. Wanda, I'm going to wait for the next round for you, okay? All right. Thank Melissa you. C., you're welcome. Melissa C., you are up. Please go ahead. Hey, good morning, Amy. Thanks so much for your service this morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, um, you know, I love, I love the paragraph before, and um, for me, this one is so directly related to it because it wasn't until I really had that. My experience was, um, you know, I had done the steps before, um, not entirely honest, you know, and not entirely abstinent either, you know, which was my first experience at what it really meant to get completely honest. Um, and so I didn't follow this direction, right, when I did it previously. And this time when I had done it, um, I did. I followed it entirely, right, through the directions. And what happened for me was um, I that, – that, those promises, I didn't feel them right away. And when I sat in quiet reflection, when I was told, you know, now you're going to sit and meditate for an hour, um, that practice has been for me – so powerful in all areas because it's in that quiet time when I really reflect um, and I really, like, ask myself, you know, those those questions. Am I, am I withholding? Am I holding something back? Am I being really honest? Have I followed the steps entirely? Um, things get revealed to me. And what happened for me was I, I did realize that, you know, we're told, like, our resentments, right, real or imagined. And I didn't really know what was real and what was imagined. I don't know. There's something 
I think, off in my um, assessment of situations. Even still, I feel like I'm still kind of like coming to. I I I don't always feel the right response immediately. It's like I have this sort of numb thing, this numbing sort of experience, and um, and so when I sat in quiet, I realized that there was a part of my story that I I needed to tell that I hadn't told. And it was really because I hadn't entirely taken step three, because I was withholding, because I was afraid of what someone, my sponsor, was going to think of me, and even myself, what I was going to think of me. And when I finally revealed everything, withholding nothing, um, I got the promises and for me, you know, life, I, I can't explain it. I had a powerful moment. Time. I never looked the same again. Um, thanks. And it really has continued to deepen over time. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Melissa C. from New York. We have Jen H. next, followed by Karen K. Please go ahead, Jen. Hi, this is Jen H. in Virginia. A recovered compulsive overeater, praise God. And, um, you know, in doing this, this step with my sponsor and doing it in the past has really helped me to peel off layers of dishonesty and getting to know myself better. Like, I always thought I was a nice girl and, you know, nothing was ever, I was the martyr or whatever, blah, blah. And so by doing the fourth step and then talking with somebody and just sharing it, it just, it reality hit and it lost some of its power, like, any guilt or shame was relieved around that and um, around whatever was on my four-step. And this whole quiet for an hour, when I first sit to do quiet for an hour, my brain, I feel like I have a hamster running around in it. Um, and it definitely takes some time to settle my brain and to um, get to reviewing what we've done. And you know, I do that by praying. I do that by trying to just sit still. For a little while, um, because otherwise my head just keeps going. And um, so, following exactly what's in here, you know, thanking God for it, and um, looking through the steps, all of those things, reading through the proposals, all of those helped calm my brain down. You know, and then I was able to kind of look through the work I had done. Um, and you know, we're making this beautiful archway for us to go through. And uh, you know, it just just piece by piece, step by step. I used to say to somebody, oh, I wish there was a roadmap, you know, even though I had the big book in my hand. I wish there was a roadmap telling me exactly what to do. Well, the roadmap is here. You know, this is it. And um, when I follow the steps as they are written and as my sponsor says and do the things suggested, life becomes much more beautiful. And it doesn't mean there still are things that go on. Um, there's still hard things, but this process has helped me with other things as well. And just recently with work, there was a really difficult thing and I had fear and whatever and had being quiet with God and focusing on my recovery and um, just being still. Something I'm learning in this program just makes a tremendous difference. And I'm very grateful for that. Thank you very much. And I'll pass. Thank you so much, Jen H. from Virginia. We have Karen K. followed by Larry K. Go ahead, Karen. Your turn. Good morning. My name is Karen Kay, Recovered Compulsive Eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credits still do not transfer. 
What a beautiful paragraph. I mean, I just love the whole the whole book. You know, um, are we building with mortar without sand? And uh, we had somebody do an inspection of the building, and and there was actually mortar without sand hitting from the gutter, hitting the actual um, sideway of the cement part of the house. And I was able to say that to him. I go, they built this with mortar without sand, but spiritually it meant so much more to me because um, I'm glad my cornerstone is not built on it. Now, cornerstone is, is like a really important piece for me because out of all the work I do from this point on, is built on the honesty that I was did in four and five. And it says in four, searching and fearless. So who is fearless? It's God is not fearless. God will show me the truth. And this is just a journey of self-discovery and going on and doing the best I can at the time. And most recently when, um, oh, it was about a year ago, I went through with the uh, steps with somebody and you know, I literally put the book on the shelf and took it down and spent that hour. And I revealed so much that when I, you know, I'm never done. I'm never done growing. So much was given out at that fifth step. Um, I think it took like five hours to let go and just to share things I never shared before. This person knew all of me. It's about how free do you want, how free do, how, how free do I want to be? You know, just let go of it. I mean, I mean, I've heard this stuff that it's either I've either done it myself, heard of somebody done it, or know of somebody who's done it. So there's no new experience that doing this fifth step and taking that quiet hour that, um, and it's so important because if I'm quiet and, and let God speak, God can't speak in the busyness of the world. Everything has to be silent even my thoughts, my racing, racing thoughts. And God reveals the truth to me. And uh, this is uh, just part of the journey. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Karen Kay from New York. Now we have Larry Kay, the Kays. <laughs> the Kays are in the house. Go ahead, Larry. Not the Kays. Hey, Amy, good morning. Larry, uh, Larry Kay, Recovered Compulsive Reader from Chicago. Uh, I'll focus on are the stones properly in place? Have we skimped on the cement put into the foundation? Have we tried to make mortar without sand? You know, for, in, this is no throwaway question for me um, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to have an effective, sustainable spiritual awakening that's going to drive out this obsession. It's going to bring me into into alignment with a higher power. So I, I, I'm looking at this stuff because I can't work these steps on autopilot. You know, intellectual learning is not going to cut it for me here. You know, I'm, I'm not, we're not looking so much for an analytical transformation, but rather we're looking for a change in our heart. Have you ever played Jenga? If you haven't, Jenga is this game. That you, it's like a table game. You stack these rectangular wooden blocks in the tower formation, right? And, and, and the players take turns removing one block at a time uh, through this tower, and then they place it on, on, on top of the existing structure. So the objective is to continue to remove the, the blocks without knocking over the tower. If you knock over the tower, you, you, know, you lose the game. <clears throat> so cutting corners or looking for shortcuts in the implementation of the 12 steps, for me, is like playing Jenga with the steps. And I have to remember, it's in the work. It's it, it's in working the steps that I'm led on an incremental spiritual journey, 
that's that's you know that's going to lead to a process of recovery. And if I don't, if I'm if I'm pulling little pieces out, if I'm not, eventually it's going to cla- collapse entirely. And you know, I think of people that have done that throughout modern history. Cut corners could be any of us, certainly me. You know, I think of Lance Armstrong, Bernie Madoff. Yeah, I mean, you know, outside people, but just people that that cut corners, that cheated. You know. And it's a slippery slope for me. Um, and so for me today, I want to trust the process rather than cheat the process. I don't want to forfeit the, you know, my, the possibility of transformation because it's in the spiritual journey that I learn the most, I find the most fulfillment. And so no more cutting corners, no more cutting corners here. And that's why I'm looking at these first five proposals, these first five steps. I have to ask myself, honestly, am I, Am I putting into it as we've heard exactly what I, what's necessary to get this this uh, this outcome, which is access to power, alignment with God? With that, I pass. Thanks, Amy. Thank you, Larry K. from Chicago, Illinois. All right, Rivka R. Please go ahead. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa. Hi. Good morning. Uh, it's Rivka. Sorry. Rivka Vasa. Oh, it's Rivka. You say Rivka R. Yeah. No, it's I said Rivka. Rivka. Okay. So. Um, okay. Please go okay. Ahead, Thanks so much. Um, good morning, everyone, and thank you, Amy, for your service. I'm Rivka R., gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater in Baltimore. So I wanted to focus today on the sentence that says, we thank God from the bottom of our heart that we know him better. And I was thinking about my own journey throughout my life of knowing God better, Um I actually started crying thinking about it uh, because it's taken me such a long time to to begin to even touch what that means. Yeah, even though it's been such a value to me in my life, I've been in and out of a way for 35 years, and even though I worked through the steps many times, and I I got such relief, but I would always relapse because I don't think I got to know God in the way I really needed to. Like I could never say thy will be done without cringing. I still wanted my will to be done, and my will was just that I should get to the end of my life and nothing terrible should happen. So when I came back, yet again a little over two years ago, I, I said, and this time it's got to be about God. God has to be my director. This abandonment to God thing has to be real. And it was scary. Like what does even to you know, to know God better even mean? Like I can't fathom the mystery of one little self in my body like how am I going to know this creator of all these trillions of cells in my body that work together so magnificently so I looked I looked up the word know in the dictionary it said to apprehend immediately to perceive directly and to have consciousness and awareness of and also in Hebrew the word to know is related to being intimate with So I know God better by having a consciousness of and an intimate relationship with true reality and true power instead of only being aware of what my delusional self believes, which is that I have to look a certain way to be wanted and loved or that food will fix me or that others are to blame and I'm a victim of circumstances. To know God means to be aware that God is the great reality and the true power in my life, and that, and that God knows me and loves me, that I can trust God to guide me and direct me. Every, every morning, one of the things I say is, thank you for loving me and wanting me, 
Help me know you and love you. To know and to love means I, I can be open, I can be vulnerable, and I'm safe. That there's a plan for my life that's for my benefit. That God takes care of me far better than food ever could. And I can say that I will not mind be done, and it doesn't have to strike terror in my heart. And for me, that's knowing him better. And it, it, I'm just so thankful for being able to be on that path now of, of knowing him better. And uh, anyway, thanks, everybody, for being there. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Rivka R. from Maryland. Okay, Vasa O., now you're up. Thank you. Thank you, Amy, for your service. And good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa. Grateful, grateful. Recovered compulsive overeater. And calling from Port Charles, Florida. And the five proposals. And I was so sure I just needed to surrender. Step one, two, and three when I came to my first meeting because I was just so powerless, and powerless, and you know, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't want to die, but the food was killing me. So I was ready and I was willing to just work the program the way it's laid out because I didn't want to die. So I did my first, fourth step, and fifth with a pastoral counselor because I had a lot of trust issues and I wanted to make sure. You know, whatever I had written, 169 questionnaire, that it was going to stay there, locked in the cabinet. It was going to go nowhere, and I was going to bring my my <laughs> character defects. Like my, I was going to die with some of the secrets that I lived with, and nobody was going to know about them. And it was great. I did that. It was it was very thorough. And I remember, though, going to counseling and coming home exhausted emotionally. And I heard that at that time, I needed to be abstinent. The best way to do it is to be abstinent through the fourth and the fifth step and the rest of the steps, you know. And I was willing and I was ready, no matter what I was going through. And I'd just go home exhausted emotionally. And I just wanted to go and get in bed and just cover with my with the put the covers over my 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 head, you know, because my children were in school, so I could do that, you know, and then not and i but I needed to be honest, you know i that's what I needed to work the most, being honest on everything, and then I didn't do the inventory like in the big book to, like years later, although I was in the big book, but I hadn't done it like that, and then a sponsor, uh, somebody came to speak in a meeting of the, the, how the big book was done, and I did it with her. And I remember we did it three times. I met with her. And the, the last time, you know, when we finished, and this is what she said, go home and meditate for about an hour. Well, I couldn't go home because I had to go to work right after I did my inventory. But we did our rituals over there. She burned the fourth step and the fifth. And I had the most, it was another good experience. But it was not as powerful as the one I went for the first time. So I'm just so grateful. And I continue doing the rest of the steps as to the best of my ability. Now I do 10, 11. But 
just, I remember my response, just do it. It doesn't matter how we do it. We got to do it. Otherwise, it's for me, it's die or live. And right. I chose to live. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you so much, Vasa O from Florida. Just a friendly reminder, folks, we are on page 75, the third paragraph, unpacking that one paragraph only. Okay, we've got Lisa N. followed by Peggy H., and then we can take some more names. Go ahead, Lisa. Thank you, Amy, and it's Lisa N. from Wisconsin. Um, I thank you, everyone. Good morning. Thank you for your shares so far. I have a very fond memory, almost sit step, actually, because it's kind of funny. Um, I met with my sponsor, who, by the way, was pretty hardcore. She was not like a super warm and fuzzy person, but she got me through. And the first uh, 30 days, we did um, this pamphlet. It was an OA pamphlet. And at the end of the 30 days, I was abstinent, and I was, like, shocked. I, I wasn't even aware. I was just doing it day by day, which she told me, call me every day for five minutes, and I better be abstinent, and I better be doing the assignments. But she had me a, a, a really obeying and obedient, which I had never been before. And um, so we met at the place where we were going to have our weekly meeting, two hours before the meeting, and I went through everything. I bared it all, and I ended up crying, but, I mean, I felt good. I didn't. I felt like I was doing it the right way. I was doing it the best way I knew how, and she sat absolutely silent. She didn't say one word. She didn't interrupt, nothing, and we didn't use the big book, and I think what, there were one, a couple questions that she used from the big book, but it really was an OA thing. And people started walking in toward the end um, because the meeting was going to start, and I was still talking. It was like, I didn't care who listened. I just wanted to get it over with and done and do the, the assignment right. And then I sat through the meeting after. I didn't have that hour to reflect, and I was very fuzzy in my brain and exhausted. But I remember going, driving home in the car, thinking what a load had been lifted from me. And I'm so grateful. And I think my whole point in saying all of this is that, you know, if you have any reservation about sponsoring people, don't. Because God is going to be taking care of that whole situation. You're just a guide. You're not really that, I mean, I shouldn't say you're not that important because we do need sponsors to do this with us. And we need people, but the way that it was done for me was so not the way that I have learned through this wonderful, wonderful program and this wonderful uh, meeting. So um, it's just, you just grow and learn and change and that'll teach you what you need to know as you go, uh, if you really are earnest and earnest. So with that, I'll pass and thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you so much, Lisa N. from Wisconsin. Okay, Peggy H., and then we're going to take some more names. Peggy, go ahead. Thank you. Um, my name is Peggy H. I'm a compulsive overeater from Arizona. And um, thank you, everybody, for being at the meeting this morning and all the service. Um, my favorite, um, one of my favorite lines in the big book is on page 218, and it says, I learned that when we act upon the highest conception of honesty that is given us, 
our sense of honesty becomes more acute. I, I think why I like that so much, um, and I shared this just for the other perfectionist and scrupulous personalities out there, because um, I can be a maniac on myself. And as in light of this paragraph that we're reading today, um, you know, that extra hour or that that hour, uh, I heard somebody say it's like um, not taking that hour is like, you know, picking a piece of fruit and not eating it. Um, there was so, I just did a, a fourth, fifth step the other day with my sponsor who was so wise and I so appreciate um, what she said to me after I completed my fifth step. She said, you know, I, I've done fifth steps before and I've taken the hour and I've not taken the hour. And I can tell you, and she was very emphatic, I could tell, you know, just getting to know her, that when I've taken the hour, it's made all the difference. And I was planning, I mean, I'm a pretty obedient type of person, and, you know, she would have suggested I would have done it anyway, but it was very intriguing to me that she phrased it that way. And um, and I did take the hour. What was really wonderful, however, is that I wasn't, I wasn't, like, you know, trying to, like, sit a round peg in a square hole. I I just was kind of like something may come, something may not. I I wasn't like fishing for it or trying to force it or like I said, being a maniac upon myself. I was just an acceptance, you know. Um, it either is or it isn't going to present itself something. But I was open to it, you know. And but I wasn't frantically trying to find it either. And um, the most amazing thing happened. And it was it wasn't until it was the very end. It was like the last few minutes. It was just, uh, you know, my higher power just revealed to me. God just revealed to me that it was my fear. It, it wasn't like it, it wasn't that I needed to go into any more, you know, hidden resentments that might present itself in the future, you know. But um, it was just that I had such a fear that God didn't really love me unconditionally. And then I had, I never would have thought, I've given up on any bright light things. Like, it's just not, whatever, I don't care. It's not in my deck of cards, and I'm not going to, you know, live and die on this hill. But I did have this, like, very subtle but intense, real, like, little white light experience. And then a cool thing that that um, blew through me. So you just never know. Trust the process. Um, it's It's a beautiful journey. Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you so much, Peggy H. Okay, so we're going to take some new names on who would like to sh- uh, on who would, sh- would like to share on today's paragraph on page 75, third paragraph. I, I know Wanda wanted to get in there, and, and who else would like to share on what was read? Morgan this Kay. is Marie. Luby. Loretta H. Okay, all I got out of that was Loretta. Who? G. Morgan K. N W H. Morgan Luby. K. Luby. Okay, so I got Wanda, Loretta H, Morgan K, Luby. There was a bunch of people that came in with Loretta, and I missed them all. Who was that? Marie Ellen G. Marie Ellen G. Okay. All right, that's a good lineup here. All right, Wanda, you still there? You want to go ahead? Sure. Can you hear me? 
I can. I can hear you just fine, Wanda. Sorry. Okay. Hey, everybody. Good morning. It's wonderful to be here. And thank you so much for all the wonderful comments. You guys are great. I hope everybody has a great day. And I'll just say that, uh, you know, honesty is so important. And, you know, like opening my eyes to what really is, is, is so important and I can only do that with God's help. The greatest gift I think I got in the past oh, many years was a kick in the pants uh, from someone who just like tormented me, you know, just like really bothered me and uh, they said they were a friend but um they 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 just opened the door uh and it was basically with all my resistance on the other side you know and uh they helped me to make a decision uh to um move in with my husband and uh you know uh i mean i could have eaten over it i you know and it you know what it was it was so so great that I did that and so beneficial uh, but this morning I woke up and I thought you know I haven't talked to that person in a while and um, you know I had like a little resentment you know that you know that it was a kick in the pants you know but that's exactly what I needed and um but I I know that uh you know God acts in mysterious ways you know I don't understand all of his ways and I'm gonna send that person a big big thank you card and uh you know pray for them and you know uh ask God to you know, help me accept his will, however it comes. So thank you. I pass, and I hope everybody has a great day. Thanks. Thank you, Wanda. Loretta H., you're up. Please share on what was read. Thank you, Amy, for your service and all, along with my precious God, who does save my life every week every single day, recovered in Raleigh, North Carolina, compulsive overeater. In the middle of this paragraph, there is the quiet hour prayer. It says, God, thank you for giving me the strength, faith, and courage I need to get through my fifth step. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping me to know you better by showing what has been blocking me from you. Father, please show me if I have omitted anything and help me to honestly see if my stones are properly in place or if I have skimped on any of my work. And this is um, the arch to freedom that you see. It's a beautiful little arch that you walk through. And in doing this quiet, quiet hour, 
um, you actually, I've been taught to take the book down so that I have that action from the shelf and put it in my lap and open it to the five proposals on um, page uh, 59. And then the foundation is the willingness through despair. That is Bill's story um, and our powerlessness. Then the cornerstone is a belief through hope, which is on page 44 with we agnostics. And then the direction through decision is Step three on page 63. So I actually try to visualize myself walking there and then looking at the five proposals and seeing if I can have that light that I need to walk through to continue on with the steps. And it's uh, I'm a very visual person and a very active person. So I actually need to do more action than sitting, but then I sit, you know, and I do have a hard time sitting during that hour, but just by doing these actions, I can actually physically feel myself walking through the arch and hearing God and what he needs me to do and be. And uh, the first time I did sit, it reminded me, it humbled me totally because it was like my first time in program when I had to sit and be without my addiction and it was hard and so I felt that this just showed me that um, God can do anything for me if he can get me out of the food then he's going to get me out of these deep fences of character and with that I pass thanks everybody God bless and may you find him now Thank you so much, Loretta H. from North Carolina. We have Morgan K. followed by Lou B. Go ahead, Morgan. Hi, good morning. This is Morgan K. Um, thank you, uh, Amy, and everyone for your service. Uh, I'm a compulsive overeater from Manitoba, Canada. Um, I'm actually on step four right now, and um, I'm doing my step five on Saturday. And it's, these are not my first time that I've done them. And, uh, you know, I've honestly never taken the hour because I've always cut corners. And, you know, thank God for this meeting. Um, it's such a good reminder that, you know, I need and want to do this, this, this round. Um, I'm definitely having a different experience with this step four and, I'm awake to the things I, I didn't put down in all my other step fours and um, how I, I'm awake to how I manipulated, not only like didn't put down, but like kind of put things down or manipulated how I put those things down. And this time, like, I feel like, you know, I'm shaking the tree um, and I'm, I'm awake to the things that God is showing me. Um, and Although this is maybe the most painful <laughs> step for I've done, and it certainly um, is bringing up a lot of stuff that isn't fun and I'm very uncomfortable. Um, I'm not fearful of sharing these things. Um, I, I would say the fear is like dealing with the, uh, the next, what comes next. But um, as I was reminded, like, I just have to be in today. Um, 
and this is where I have the opportunity to trust God um, because in all the other course of lives I've done, I, you know, and just all, I've never truly trusted in God. I've trusted in me, you know, and I'm praying this time, you know, to, to be able to walk through that arch. Um, and I think that's all I have. I'll pass it out. Thank you. Thank you so much, Morgan K. All right, Lou B, you're up. And then Marie Ellen G. And if we have time, Ken WH. Go ahead, Lou. Good morning, Amy. Lou B, a recovered compulsive overeater from Texas. So glad to be here with everyone. Um, the the paragraph, I'm sorry, the sentence in this paragraph that that I want to focus on is we thank God from the bottom of our hearts. That we know him better. What this tells me is that the whole purpose, <laughs> the whole purpose of this process is to know God better, for me to know God better. And it's just making me think this morning about how, um, you know, everything else really does fall into place when I know God better. When I'm focused on my relationship with God, abstinence seems to happen, um, emotional sobriety seems to happen. Uh, I'm able to help others. You know, everything else that the program tells me uh, keep, that, that will keep me well seems to happen. And, um, you know, it's kind of this magic combination of God doing for me things and then me taking actions. And I'm really not, I'm really not clear on how it works. Um, that's why I call it a little bit of magic, you know. Uh, I know that on the one hand, it's nothing that I do, but then on the other hand, it's everything that I do. So it's important for me this morning to be reminded that that the purpose is, is um, you know, not to be obedient to a sponsor for me, not to follow a food plan perfectly, although that seems to, like, happen when I uh, know God better. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it really is for me to expand and enlarge my spiritual life and and that relationship with God and you know when I when I am consciously in contact with my God my days are literally like in the fourth dimension I mean I just like flow through the day you know and things happen do I still have problems yes you know do I have sons I worry about yes um is my marriage perfect no but but I'm able to kind of handle those things. I don't know. Like God magically gives me this, miraculously maybe, gives me the power and the ability and everything that I need um, for whatever comes up, you know. So I'm really glad to be reminded of this this morning. And I'm so, so grateful that I stumbled into this meeting. You know, I stumbled onto this phone meeting. Nobody told me about it. I just was on dot dot org um about five years ago and just said well i'll try this one you know and wow my whole world just just opened up and um most importantly my relationship with my higher power has just has just really taken off and taken such a central part in, in my life and I'm, I'm really grateful i'm so grateful to hear this this great recovery and so much talk about the solution which for me is god so anyway with that i'll pass and thank you amy Thank you so much, Lou B. from Texas. All right, Mary Ellen G., you're up. Yes, good morning, everyone. This is Marie Ellen G. from New York, um, compulsive eater. Um, 
I just wanted to say, just to talk about knowing God better, um, I, uh, you know, I had um, given my heart to God back in the early 90s, and I had a ma- very major experience of his love, and and uh, and I did all the things in my faith background that I understood, you know, I was supposed to do, and um, and my relationship grew. But as life continued, I definitely had a food issue, and I had other, uh, you know, life situations that came up, and over time, I began to feel this block that every that you know the big book talks about, that others in the program talk about, and um, and today happens to be 31 years ago, like between the 16th and the 18th, where I was like uh, had that spiritual awakening, and I I happened to, well, not happened, I planned to yesterday do an amends with my daughter because I'm in the ninth step. Uh, this is about talking to know God better. In all these years, you know, I had been praying, praying, praying for inside transformation. And after all these years, I, I'm like, I have this block. What is it? And I hear God, like, tell me to get back into the program, which I did in November. And so now I'm on the ninth step, and I did my amends yesterday with my daughter. And it was very beautiful. She was very loving to me and and I expected that she would be actually whether I should have expected anything or not but I thought she would be anyway I wake up this morning and I get the word like release I just feel released like open-handed like I physically in my prayer time had to open my hands and release and with that the words trust release and trust go so much together and I recognize that like in all these years Maybe this program like is is helping me to understand better. Instead of being afraid of God's will or like, well, I have to help him along. No, I just have to release it to him. But it's the level of trust that I know him. How much do I really know him and his love? Is the degree to which I can let it go, like just release it and let him take care of things. And I think it's been all these years, and I've stri- I've been striving and. And all of that, and it just doesn't work that way. And so I'm really, really grateful. I really appreciate this meeting. I'm on every morning, even if I don't. I'm just listening sometimes, getting dressed to go to work. Appreciate all of you, and um, I, I wish everyone a blessed day. Thank you. Thanks so much, Marie Ellen G. from New York. Uh, Ken, we've got one minute. Do you want to take us out? Were you talking to me, Ken WH? <laughs> I was. I got about a minute. You I got to it. Take us out. Sure, um, Ken WH, uh, recovered North Carolina. Um, I appreciated the share about uh, the word to know, meaning uh, from the old Hebrew, from Hebrew, uh, intimacy, suggesting intimacy, and and um, I wrote myself a note to the effect. Um, after I did the calculation, one hour is all that's asked of me out of the 620,000 that I have lived eating, and now I'm being asked for one hour. Uh, is that too much to, for God to ask of me uh, to close the door on our intimacy and spend some time together? Uh, I don't think so, and I'm grateful that I've had that hour and more. Thanks for letting me share. That's 
great. Thank you so much, Ken. Okay, so we're going to wrap things up here. Um, as soon as I turn off my timer. Okay, great. I'd like to thank everyone who shared. Um, please join us for a second awesome unrecorded hour study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, Tuesday, April 18th, 2023, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Meeting is 20,170. That's 20170. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Heidi B., would you please take us out with a vision for you? Hi, thank you, Heidi B. from New York. Um, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.